This episode is brought to you by Paramount Plus. Get in, loser! Mean Girls is now streaming on Paramount Plus. Join Katie Heron as she meets the plastics and Tina Fey's new twist on the modern classic. Get ready for more of the rumors, backstabbing, and jokes you loved from the original movie with some fetch surprises. Rated PG 13. Wear pink and head to ParamountPlus.com to try it free. Survivor 46 is here and so is On Fire, the only official Survivor podcast, and we have a twist this season. The winner of Survivor 45, D. Valladares, will be joining us every week. We're going behind the scenes of the biggest moments, the how and the why things happen, and the strategy and analysis you can only get from someone like me, a Survivor winner. Listen to On Fire, the official Survivor podcast, wherever you get your podcast. is Juliana McIntosh and I'm Brad Sutton and, and this, this is, is the Art, Art of, of Drinking, Drinking. with Join Jules and your favorite uncle. This is the best home bartending podcast where you learn how to make two drinks, a classic and a twist, plus a little backstory on the cocktail. So you have an interesting story to tell when you serve your guests, your home crafted masterpiece. Uncle Brad. Mm-hmm. We're doing it again. And this episode is a well-deserved cocktail. This is when you work for it. And boy, do you yeah. deserve to sip it after you're done. One of my all-time favorites. Uncle Brad, what are we drinking today? Yeah, this is the Ramos Gin Fizz. Mm-hmm. This is a cocktail that is labor-intensive, if you want it to be. I think there's some ways around that. This cocktail is an awesome cocktail for like brunch. It is a great mm-hmm. cocktail after dinner. It is a great cocktail before dinner. When I go to New Orleans, I must order a Ramos gin fizz. And so mm-hmm. I have to get one there. Yeah, you know, I haven't been to New Orleans as an adult. So I oh, haven't even- Oh my been, I, God. I, I know, I know. That's almost like wow. a sin. It is. Yeah. Sort of. Gonna try to change that it's, this summer. Yeah, that's a fun town, man. There's a lot. It's, I mean, there's more than Bourbon Street. In New right. Orleans, like there's Nolens. Sorry, that's it's just such a such a cool town. There's so many great flavors and cool things to do down there. So this this is. But when you go, you got to go down to the Sazerac Bar, mm-hmm. which is inside the Roosevelt Hotel, mm-hmm. and you got to get a Ramos Gin Fizz, and you also have to get a Sazerac from them because yeah. they're famous for their Sazeracs. Yeah, yeah, it's it's on my list. I have to go this year. I mean, who am I to say I make cocktails if I haven't had a cocktail in New Orleans? Oh it's my God. blasphemy. Yeah, no, this is <laughs> terrible. Terrible. The terrible. Hell. All right. So, Uncle Brad, the Ramos Gin Fizz, you said labor intensive. Some people might not even know what a Ramos Gin Fizz is. So, explain what you mean by labor intensive. Well, let's start here. So, the Fizz, the Gin Fizz, is essentially a sour mm-hmm. with, with egg white. And the Ramos Gin Fizz is a gin fizz that's had some embellishments. So with the addition of cream, heavy cream specifically, orange mm-hmm. flower water, and a ton of shaking. Now, they say you should shake this thing forever. I gave it a good solid minute. And I've even given it about 30 seconds and come out pretty good. Like mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. the drink's taste and the recipe I'm going to give you it's not going to fail you from a taste perspective. 
if you shake the crap out of it and forever and ever and ever and ever and ever, amen, yeah, you can get a real foamy head on it. But mm-hmm. I, I accomplished an awesome drink with a nice foamy cap. Like it's, it's, like, it's, it's like a souffle yeah. almost, this cap on this drink. And it's got to be served in a Collins glass. You do the proper amount of shaking and vigorous shaking. It's not like, you know, this lame shaking, right? Like you really got to bang it. You, you, get, you get what you're looking for. So when I tell you the story about the gin fizz and other people who maybe know what this cocktail is, they're like, oh my God, you got to shake this thing for like 12 minutes or you got to shake this thing for like three minutes. Like you don't have to. Yeah, well, and that's what I was going to say. I, when I was doing my research too, because having never been to New Orleans, I don't know what good tastes like, right? But I have had, I think I was in Texas and they made a pretty mean Ramos gin fizz and it had that cap on it. So when I was doing my research to make it myself at home to try to recreate it, there was an article that read the 13-minute Ramos Chin Fizz. And mm-hmm. I believe it. I really do believe That's it because I, I mean, there's an art to the cap and there's times where it's worked for me and I haven't done it for 13 minutes, but I don't know, maybe it's the foolproof way to ensure that you're always going to get that cap on there if you're working at the bar. I mean, if you're working at a bar, they have to all be uniform, right? Totally. Bartenders will tell you, you can shake this thing for 30 seconds and get a perfectly fine cocktail. Here's, here's the real true test mm-hmm. of a Ramos Gin Fizz. When you put your straw in it, glass or paper, because we don't use plastic straws, if you put your straw in it, and that straw... And you put it right down the middle of the mm-hmm. cocktail. If that straw doesn't move, you made it right. Yeah, You did a good job. You made the gin fizz the way it's supposed to be made. If it starts to fall to one side or the other, eh, your froth is floppy. So take shame. <laughs> be shamed. Yeah, yeah. Hey, no, but really, anyone who's making this at home as a home bartender, there's one thing that matters most. Does it taste good? And that, I think, is oh where Uncle Brad and I come in. We're going to show you how to make a damn good tasting Ramos Gin Fizz. For sure. And let me tell you, I've I've made this thing a hundred different ways from Sunday. Maybe it's just seven, as the saying goes. I don't know. Either way, I've made it a lot in a lot of different ways. The way I'm about to describe is, is totally like my preferred version because it is delicious. Delicious. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right. Uncle Brad. Talk about what we need. Yeah. What, what do we, we got to buy, right? Yeah. Okay, let's talk. Yeah. Well, as you may have guessed, there's gin involved because it's a gin fizz with embellishments. So uh, any good gin will work. In fact, by now, if you've found a favorite gin, Mm -hmm. go for it. Use it. I have used new gins. I have used London dry gins. I'm in a Plymouth gin phase right now. So big fan of the Plymouth gin. In fact, that's what's in my Ramos gin fizz right now. So any good gin will do. You're going to want lemons because you're going to need fresh lemon juice. And you're going to want limes because you're just going to need fresh lime juice. Mm-hmm. And depending on how many you make, you use a half ounce of, of lemon and lime. So, you know, figure out how many lemons and limes you need for that. And by the way, one lemon, one lime out of cover, for sure, two drinks. But just always err on the side of get one more. Right. Just in case you're, you're short. You may like it. May, may want to make a third. You might want to make about a bunch of these. Yeah. So, and then you're going to get some sugar for your simple syrup. And we're making a two to one simple syrup. You're going to want orange flower water, and this can be hard to find. So give yourself some time to find it. Go to some fancy liquor shop or fine foods purveyor because orange flower water is used in a lot of Arabic and Turkish cooking. So you can find it if you find ingredients for that type of cuisine. And orange flower water can be found in liquor stores. So Mm -hmm. it also can be found online. So orange flower water, eggs, you're going to use egg whites in this drink, heavy cream, 
And yeah, I said heavy cream, settle down. It's okay. You know, this isn't something you're going to be like, oh, I want to count my calories. You don't want to count your no. calories in this cocktail. No. Stop drinking if you want to count calories. Yeah, all right? especially Just with this one. Stop making cocktails. Go yes. make a vodka soda and be gone. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, sorry. I just, come on. Especially with this one. I mean, this one, just just sit down and enjoy it because it's good. Yeah. It's good. Skinny margarita. <laughs> Anyways. All right. And then you're going to need soda water because that's what puts the fizz in fizz. You're going to want an eyedropper because you use very little orange flower water. In fact, you use drops of it. So an eyedropper is good. Or if you trust your thumb over the, the mouth of that thing, then you can do that. But I'd get an eyedropper if I was you because I don't trust my thumb. And I've been doing this a long time. You're going to want a Boston shaker, 28, 18, 10 on 10. That's 28 ounce, 18 ounce. A mm -hmm. Hawthorne strainer. That's the one with the spring on it. Not a mesh strainer this time. You don't need to double strain this, which goes a little bit kind of like counterintuitive based upon all the different little egg white drinks we've made in the past. It's okay. You don't need a mesh strainer on this one. So Hawthorne strainer, two ounce, one ounce jigger. And then of course you want your half ounce, three quarter ounce jigger or the ability to measure all of those measurements in a single jigger. And then a Collins glass. A mm -hmm. Collins glass is about 14 ounces. So you want a Collins glass, tall glass, about 14 ounces. That's it, Jules. Yeah. So what's funny is I am going to make a riff off of the Ramos Gin Fizz. So essentially, we're doing almost the same thing as yours, except for mine, we're using a, like two to three new ingredients. So... Awesome. Yeah. yeah. No, that's, hey, this is what it's all about, right? I do the classic, you do the riff. Well, and I will say, I feel like my additions, it makes it a perfect spring cocktail. I, so yeah. this cocktail is family tradition for me. I always have this on Easter. This is our Easter, however well, you celebrate it. Easter cocktail. Yeah, oh, yeah. So that is Easter Sunday. We used to have Ramos Gin Fizzes and we still have Ramos Gin Fizzes. The way we make it is bulk, so it's a lot different. We'll go into it maybe later. But I think that the additions that I've added to this, it really just brought me to, no, this would be really good for Easter because it's right in the middle of spring. So yeah. with that all said, let me let me talk about what's in here so you can relate to what I'm saying. This is a Violet Ramos Fizz. So, so good. Yeah, it, it, it's a beautiful light purple. Like it, it's it's... It's almost white, but it's just the soft hue of purple. That's pretty. And so for this, I used some, could have already guessed, they're thinking, what kind of gin did she use? I used the Empress 1908 gin. That is the butterfly pea flower gin. I think it has really nice floral notes that work well with this. Yeah, I'm a fan, by the way. Mm -hmm. I've, I've, I'm a big fan of the Empress. Yep. Yeah, and it's so fun. We're using citrus in this cocktail, lemons and limes. And so that'll turn that empress from blue to purple, which again, just ties in this whole cocktail. So you got your gin, you got your lemons, your limes. Then you're gonna need sugar for your simple syrup, but you're also gonna want fresh lavender flowers because we're gonna make a lavender simple syrup. From there, orange flower water. We're gonna need eggs. We're gonna need heavy cream. We're gonna want our soda water. And then, Brad, I think I saw you write a note, and I did it, and I loved it. A vanilla extract. We're only going to use a couple of drops. And then from there, we're going to need our shaker, tin on tin, like Brad said. I do double strain mine because I do a reverse shake. So you're going to need your Hawthorne fine mesh. Again, don't have to. If it's an extra step, don't do it. If you don't have one, 
don't do it. It's fine. You can still make this cocktail. Then you're just going to need your jigger, uh, set your squeezer, Collins glass. So that's what you're going to need for mine. And before you get overwhelmed by both Brad and I talking through this, don't worry. In the description of this podcast, you can see everything you're going to need to buy. So don't freak out. Just check there when you're at the grocery store. You should be able to get everything. But I think that covers what we're going to need. It does. Yeah. Listen, I'm glad you're running with the vanilla extract. I Mm -hmm. have made them with and made them without and classic doesn't have it, but it certainly goes just fine in there. You know what? And I thought if we're already going to add some fun things, why don't we just tack it on? Do it. Yeah, yeah, it tastes great. All too. right, let's let's talk about how to make this bad Ramos. Yeah, I'm I'm sipping mine quickly, so let's get into it. All right, Uncle Brad, if you make this cocktail, you're going to want to make another and another, and it's one of those cocktails you won't stop thinking about. It's so delicious. It's creamy. It's light. It's refreshing. Let's just show people how to make it. Yeah, walk them through it. Well, here's the deal. Mm-hmm. If you want, and I know you said you made these in bulk before, you can use devices to -hmm. help you, right? Mix this drink up. I use a shaker because I have used a blender in the past. And especially if you're making a bunch of these, no one's going to know really but you. But because we're using citrus and we're using cream, it will curdle, I think, because of the high rate at which it's blended. Right. Mm-hmm. I haven't had that problem unless I've let the ingredients sit in the shaker tin. You know, the, the eventually the, the heavy cream will curdle. Right. So that being said, let's do it the shaker way. And if you're like, hey, you know what? I got, I'm going to make four of these at once. Then great, go grab your blender. No one's going to be the wiser but you yeah. and me. Again, and taste is what really matters here. Yeah. So here we go. I got my shaker, mm-hmm. right? Well, first, I've got my Collins glass. Ooh. That's in the freezer. Good call. That's getting cold. Yep. Yeah. So I'm chilling my Collins glass. And then I'm going to juice my lemons and I'm going to juice my lime, limes. I only need a half ounce of juice from each. So now I've got my juices done. I've got my glass chilling. Now I'm going to get my shaker. I'm going to separate it. And I'm going to crack an egg and I'm going to separate out the egg white. Mm -hmm. And I'm doing that first because if I do that last and bomb the yolk in there, I haven't ruined everything in the container. Okay. Yeah, you really don't want the yolk. That'll screw it all up. Yeah. Totally. If you've already started to put stuff in the in the shaker side, just on the other side of the shaker, just then crack your egg in there, right? Mm-hmm. So just make sure your egg white goes someplace other than with everything else first. Okay, we've established that. So now I've got my egg white sitting in there. Two ounces of gin go in, and then a half ounce of lemon juice, a half ounce of lime juice, and fresh juice is very important here. Fresh mm-hmm. juice. And then we're going to make, or hopefully have made, a rich, simple syrup, which is a two-to-one. So Two cups sugar, one cup water, one cup sugar, half cup water. You get the idea. Mm-hmm. And you bring that to a boil, you let it cool off. So I've got three quarter ounce of rich, simple syrup. Okay, that goes in the shaker. Mm-hmm. And then I'm going to put six drops of orange flower water. If you want, make it this way first. And if you want a little more orange flower water, it's, it, it's aromatic. Mm-hmm. You can put a little more in there and you'll taste it. But if you... Don't, if you put too much in, believe me, it rocks it. So just start with six. And then if you want, you can hit it with a couple drops of vanilla extract if you want, but it's just fine without it, trust me. So then we're going to go three quarter ounce of heavy cream. And I'm putting this in last because it, if it's left too long, it will definitely curdle. So three quarter ounce heavy cream. Then I'm going to put on the small side of the shaker tin, I'm not doing a dry shake or anything. I'm just doing big 
chunks of ice. It's cold here right now. I'm making ice outside. And so I've got these big chunks of clear ice and irregular shapes and stuff. It's so good with cracked ice. Just those big chunks just really do a nice job with beating the crap out of that inside the shaker tin. You could use, use like a, if you wanted to do a dry shake, use like a spring off the Hawthorne strainer, kind of give mm-hmm. you a little extra help there too. Okay. So I'm going to put my shaker together. I've got the ice in there and then I'm going to shake the crap out of it as hard as I can for at least 30 seconds. And if I feel like going marathon, I'll go up to a minute. But after that, I'm done. I don't need to go three minutes. I certainly don't need to go 12 or 13 minutes. Isn't that crazy? So, yeah, I know. I know. I mean, there's, I mean, there's a, look, there's a reason there, but it's like, okay, it tastes good and but it's foamy. And you know what? I will pay the (laughs) 20 something dollars that I'm sure it is if someone worked that hard for it. But if I'm doing it, I ain't going to work that hard. Let's be honest. You're right. Yeah. Okay. Let's all be honest with each other. I'm going for the buzz and I want it to taste good (laughs) while it's happening. Yeah. Those are priorities. Those are the first priorities. Yeah. (laughs) If I come up with a little froth on my nose, yeah, it's cute once, you know? (laughs) So anyways. Yeah. All right. So I shake the crap out of it. And then in my Collins glass, what I do is I pull my Collins glass out and I put about a finger's worth, like one flat finger worth of soda water in the bottom of that Collins glass. And then I pour the contents of my shaker just with my Hawthorne strainer, no double straining, just with my Hawthorne strainer into the glass, kind of at a height. So it's kind of flopping around in there and like Mm -hmm. getting all interacted with the, the soda water. And then I top it off with soda water. And what I do with that soda water is I'll put that soda water back in the shaker. And you know what? Just kind of eyeball it because, you know, I'm like, it's, it's exactly going to be three quarter ounce. It all depends about how much you shake it. Right. So just eyeball how much soda water you need. Put that back in the shaker. Give it a little shake. Get the contents out of the shaker and yeah. then pour that back into your glass. And then I let that thing sit for a little bit. All right. And maybe just let it sit for a minute. Then I clean up my station. So the, the froth is starting to kind of come to a head and... If you're lucky, it'll start to kind of come out of the glass a little bit. You take your glass straw, your paper straw after a minute in the fridge or on the counter, whatever you want. You put that right in the middle. And if it doesn't move side to side, you did it right. And you've got yourself a wonderful drink. And I promise you, you serve this to somebody, they're going to go, wow. Make me another. (laughs) Oh my God. It is such a delicious drink. Yeah. Worth the effort. And it doesn't even have to be that much effort. So there you go. So don't get scared. And I will say, Uncle Brad, what our tradition was, and I'm interested if you've tried this before. So we actually top ours with freshly grated nutmeg on top. Mm. And it's really I mean, nice. Why not? I know. I, I know. Bet it is. Yeah. 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 I kind of like that. Yeah. Cool. So that's that was like always our tradition. I'm doing that next. Try it. I mean, I think it's delicious. And really, my, I don't even know if we have, I'll have to look to see if we have a family recipe, but for the most part, God, we just eyeball it, put it in a blender, add some ice. I mean, this is like not the right way. I'm sure people are cringing right now when you hear me say, oh yeah, if you're going to make it in bulk, add some ice to it. I know, I know. However, I, I can't deny that it's always tasted so good. And essentially we just, you know, how many people are we having? Four to six. We just multiply add those ingredients in. And at this point, my uncle doesn't even measure, right? It's just muscle memory at this point. So this is the not favorite uncle. This is the other uncle. This I'm is, a, well, and he's not even an uncle. It's, it's oh, we well, call him right, an uncle. Oh, well, case closed. No, yeah. no need to separate this any further. Okay. Yeah, it's my grandmother's <laughs> 
cousin's husband. So, but we call him uncle because it's just easier. Right. So, yeah. I'm sure he's a lovely guy. Yeah, yeah. Kit Sickles. So, if Kit's listening, I'm ah, talking about you. There we go. Yep. <laughs> but he would always batch these. And so I'll have to track him down and get a recipe. But I actually think it's a family recipe on. You know what? There's there's too much family drama. I don't I, don't quote me. Nobody of my family come and call me after this episode airs. I I just remember having them on Easter. I I know I'm gonna get calls, Brad. Anyway, it's delicious <laughs> to bulk it. It's great for holidays. <laughs> Highly recommend it. Now for mine, we're going in a different direction. We're not bulking this, and I promise I will find that recipe, and I'll, I'll we'll talk about it later. Anyway, violet fizz. Okay. Now, what we're going to do first is we're going to make a lavender syrup. And if you know by now, you know that a simple syrup is equal parts water and sugar. But what we're going to do is we're going to do a cup of each water and sugar, and we're going to add about three to four lavender flowers in there, really pretty purple flowers. We're just going to put those in there, and we're going to make our simple syrup the exact same way. We're going to put on medium heat until the sugar dissolves. Then we're going to let it come to room temperature, let it cool, let it all just sit in there. And then we're going to strain and then you'll have lavender syrup. It is that easy. So again, from here, like Brad said, grab your 10 on 10 shaker and we are going to crack our egg white. I made the mistake of cracking it and my yolk got in there and I tried to salvage it. And you know what? It it hurts because we're in an egg shortage right now. It hurts to <laughs> toss it. But for this cocktail, you have to. Eggs are very temperamental. And if you get any yolk in there, it, it's just, it's not going to work. So if you screw it up, save it in a little container and make some egg whites scramble later for breakfast. Anyway, egg white in your shaker. Then you're gonna want two ounces of gin, like Brad said. And then I add a half ounce of creme de violet. Now you're probably jumping up and down. I finally have a recipe I can use this creme de violet for that isn't an aviation. (laughs) Yes, use this and this and it's delicious. But again, like the aviation, you don't need a lot. A little goes a long way with that creme de violet. So a half ounce. And then we're going to do, like Brad said, a half ounce of lime, half ounce of lemon. And yes, it needs to be fresh. Then we're going to add, I added, like Brad did, three quarters of an ounce of the lavender simple syrup. I like the sweet component in this. But if you don't, maybe back it off to a half ounce. But I recommend trying it with that three quarter ounce syrup ratio. From there, orange flower water. I do about four drops here. Then I did a little splash of vanilla extract. This is optional, of course. And then three quarters of an ounce of heavy cream. Now, what I did from here is I added it into my cocktail shaker. I added ice and I'm shaking it. I mean to tell you, my shaker looked like it was thrown in Antarctica for two weeks. That's how cold it got. I shook it for at least a minute. And then what I did is I detached it from the shaker tins and I actually double strained it into the other shaker tin that was empty that had no ice in there. So we're reverse shaking, right? So I have now my contents with no ice. Now, instead of dry shaking here, which you can do, I grabbed my frother, which I know some people are like, Jules, you didn't add that into what I need to buy. So sorry, forgot. But grab your hand frother and you're gonna froth that bad boy. And I highly recommend using, if you can, to strain it into your larger tin from your smaller tin so you have much more room to work with, but froth it. And I mean, froth it for a minute. 
at least. I frothed mine for two minutes. And Brad, it was, I probably made it five minutes before the call. And it still had a huge froth top when when we jumped on. So frother works. And what I noticed actually is I poured into my Chilled Collins glass about three quarters of the way full. Then I added sparkling soda water to the tip of my Collins glass. Then the remainder of my cocktail, I poured on the top to give you that cap. Now I will say, let it settle first. I didn't let it settle and it just kind of sadly blew down the sides <laughs> of my glass. But when I waited, cause I left a little in my shaker tin and I let it sit and then I added it once it's kind of the dust has settled, if you will. And then it did, it started to lift up. So that's how I do it. Again, if you don't get the froth top, it's not the end of the world. However, if you make this cocktail the way that I've said to, I have a feeling you're really going to like it because I think the flavor's there no matter what. It will still be creamy mm-hmm. no matter what. The froth top, it's like, it, it's the froth top. It's like that. It just, it's just, I don't know. It's like the extra, it's like the plus on the A. That's it. Yeah. So yeah, don't beat yourself up if you don't have this like foamy little cap coming out of the top of the glass. It's still going to be creamy. It's still going to be delicious. It's still going to blow people away when you serve it. Oh, Trust yeah. me. And I can't wait to try yours. That it's sounds good. phenomenal. It's oh good. God. It's just little yeah. hints of flavor notes, but it's you still have the same build of the classic. So it I, it is spring holiday in a glass. Dig it. Makes me right. want spring. Yeah, I know. Well, there has to be a good history lesson for this, right? Because this is a classic cocktail. Yeah, it's a good one. It's a short one. You know, we, we went a little long here on the on the front side because there's just so much going on with this drink. So <laughs> hopefully uh, we can make up time here on the back side with the history story. So All let's right. dig in. Let's get into it. Does Monday at the office feel like a storm? Not with Microsoft Copilot. That feeling when Copilot gets everyone up to speed instantly? It's sunny again. When Copilot simplifies complex data so your teams can act, that sun's shining on a beach. And when Copilot uncovers hidden insights, you're on that beach with your people and you find buried treasure. That's Microsoft Copilot. Learn more at Microsoft.com slash AI for all. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. All right, Uncle Brad, I think I've done enough chit-chatting about this Ramos Gin Fizz. For the both of us, I want to hear this history story. I I want the, give give me the goods. Well, I can do that for you, Jules. Hopping into our time machine. It's like a new thing for me now is jumping our time machine. I don't know where that's coming from. As long as there's a cocktail in hand, I love, I like it. I love (laughs) it. I'm not driving. It's on autopilot. (laughs) Yeah, perfect. 18. 88, New Orleans, one Henry C. Ramos. He's a preacher. He is a Southern gentleman. And by gentleman, he was, according to legend, this guy was like the embodiment of Southern gentleman. He, and and what a Southern gentleman is, by the way, Jules, it's like a person that shows the utmost respect and generosity towards women. Mm -hmm. So 
whether that's the mother, the sister, wife, fiance, girlfriend, friend, even a stranger, a Southern gentleman is one nice guy. He was also a bar owner. He was a businessman. There's a number of other things here. We'll talk about that in a second, but we're going to go back to his bar. He owned a bar which no longer exists. It was called the Imperial Cabinet Saloon, and that was on Gravier Street, and that's in New Orleans. Mm-hmm. And this is where he invented the Ramos Gin Fizz. At first, it was called the New Orleans Gin Fizz, but it has been since renamed to Ramos Gin Fizz for nice. one Henry C. Ramos. Yeah, so this is a good drink if, uh, for those of you who haven't made one yet. So uh, before we get into the drink, let's talk a little bit more about Henry. He didn't drink alcohol. So Hmm. this guy wasn't a drinker. He did not drink any alcohol, not a drop. He was a teetotaler. Good for him. Uh, Yeah, I know. Sad. Yeah. Well, good for us, actually. Worked out. And he did not care for drunkenness, Jules. Uh, Being a Southern gentleman, he, he preferred good manners and moderation above everything. Anyone caught over their skis in his bar... Saloon, rather, sorry. He was a saloon owner. And if you remember, sorry, I'm just going to take a quick pivot. If you remember when we talked about the Sazerac, mm-hmm. there were coffee houses. Right. And there were saloons. Saloons were like for the people who were like unrefined. Yeah, unrefined. Right? And the coffee houses were for the fancy schwanky. Yeah, that's where you went if you didn't want people to know you, you like drinking. <laughs> right. If you went to the saloon, people knew you liked drinking. Right. Well, here's the thing with Henry at his establishment. He's like, look, if you are drunk inside of my establishment, he will show you the door and or the bartenders will show you the door. They did not tolerate drunkenness. In fact, he would make sure he would mingle with his patrons just to keep an eye on people and make sure uh, everybody was sober. Because if anybody did not seem sober, out the door they went. Tight ship. He, I know, really ran a tight ship. This guy would close his bar at 8 p.m. and uh, make sure there's no drunken disorderliness. Only had his bar open for two hours on Sunday. And you're like, Sunday, he was a preacher. Why do you have a bar open at all on on Sunday? Well, the community absolutely demanded that he open his bar on Sundays. And so he would only have it open for two hours. Hmm. Yeah. Interesting. Yep. Local paper quoted, um, or I'm paraphrasing their quote, basically nobody could get drunk at the Ramos bar, not only because old Henry wouldn't let them, but because the drunkenness would just take away from their appreciation for the fine drinks that he would make. Okay. And yeah, I know. Yeah. And so that fine drink, of course, one of them was being the fizz, the Ramos fizz. His drink became such a big hit in the Big Easy that the demand for the fizz skyrocketed amongst people in, in Nolens. In 1907, he purchased a nearby saloon called the Stag. And he formed an assembly line of bartenders called Shaker Boys. And each person, I know. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Oh, you know. <laughs> yeah. So anyways, each shaker boy would shake for a period of time before handing off the drink to another person in the line. And this was to preserve their stamina. Mm-hmm. The shaker boys, their whole job was just to shake drinks, right? One after the other. And so you can imagine this thing going down a line. Oh, Yeah. At this time, it's like 15 or so uh, Shaker Boys. Wow. During Mardi Gras, Jules, in 1915, he employed as many as 35 no Shaker Boys way. to keep up with demand. Wow. Yeah. I mean, the overhead on this cocktail. Jeez. And, and you know, no offense for such a tight ass, you know, for people to want this cocktail. That's that's impressive. I know. I, I mean, he, he didn't want people getting drunk. 
but he didn't mind serving them up. Yeah. <laughs> so maybe they had like a ticket system. Like, oh, is that your second one? Okay, right, buddy, right. back to line. You know they do that on menus now. Only You can only order two. <laughs> yeah. Wait, are you serious? Yeah, you haven't seen that on like tiki menus? No. Oh my God. Yeah, they're like on every tiki menu. There's one and it's probably like the zombie. And it's like, you can only order two because they're so strong. Okay, well, I'm gonna tell you that. I haven't seen that here yet, but- Whoa. Can I be the judge? I know. <laughs> I know. How dare you? <laughs> Honestly, what if I'm like 350 pounds and like seven feet tall? I mean, I could, I could do more. Yeah. I know. They took a play out of Ramos's playbook. God, seriously. Jeez. Settle down. What in the hell? Like, I will be the judge <laughs> of I'm my saying. sobriety. Thank you. Yeah. And if I get disorderly, kick me kick out. Me for Pete's sakes. God, jeez. I'm with you, Brad. Anyways, all right. Now let's talk about the drink out here, or Henry, a little bit more. So we know Prohibition began in 1920. Blah, right? blah, blah. Um, January, yeah, 1920. Well, Henry being the good teetotaling preacher that he was, he prematurely shuttered his bar, serving his last gin fizz, Ramos gin fizz, mm -hmm. at midnight on October 27th, 1919. He hung it up, hung up his apron, put away his shaker, and got into the paint mixing business, never to serve another drink again. Hmm. Dude, you are sitting on a gold mine. Anyways, then again, prohibition is going to kind of get in the way of <laughs> making these labor-intensive drinks. It's probably hard to find bartenders then right. <laughs> during this time. Henry died in 1928, so before prohibition ended. And when he died, he almost took his recipe with him to the grave. But fortunately, just days before he passed away, he gave this recipe to the New Orleans Tribune. So let's talk about the drink's rise to popularity. In 1935, two years after Prohibition ended, the Roosevelt Hotel, which still stands today and still is where you go to get this Ramos Gin Fizz, this in the carousel, purchased the rights to the drink's name from Henry's son. And it became a staple at the bar where it still is today. And the Roosevelt Hotel was also frequented by Louisiana Senator Henry, or Huey, not Henry, Huey P. Long, and Huey was better known as the Kingfish. Mm. I mean, what a name for a Southern senator. Yeah, the Kingfish. <laughs> so the Kingfish found himself in New York often, and he was actually stumping against Teddy Roosevelt's, no connection to the hotel, Teddy Roosevelt's New Deal. And it's kind of ironic, but he would bring, so the Kingfish, very extravagant man, he would bring head bartender from the Roosevelt, Sam Guarino, and he would bring him with him to New York to show the Yankees how it's done, mm -hmm. quote. And he taught New Yorkers how to make the Ramos Gin Fizz. Mm -hmm. And that was obviously the Kingfish's favorite cocktail, but uh, also his air quote gift to New York. Now, the cocktail made its way around the country. So obviously you got one in New York, you get them in various places. You're not going to find this in every menu. And you're probably thinking, well, I know why, because they're super labor intensive. They're and you're yes. right. They are labor intensive, but they don't really have to be. Yeah, it's got a lot of ingredients, but if you break it down, I mean, it's, again, it's just citrus, gin, sweet, the simple syrup. You're adding cream, you're adding soda water, and you, which is already in the fizz, by the way. Mm -hmm. And you're adding some orange flower water. Like, you know, that's, that's really it. So it's not, don't get overwhelmed by all the different ingredients. But the shaking can suck. And the shaking doesn't have to suck. I only do it for a minute, right? right. You can do it for 30 seconds and still be fine, right. right? But 
you really want to do it well, bartenders put their heart and pride into it. You know, they're kind of like, hey, man, I want to make sure that you you are going to say this is the best Ramos gin fizz I've ever had. I'm going to tell you, I've been to the, the Roosevelt Hotel. I've had their gin fizz. It's not coming out of the glass like crazy. At least it wasn't when I was there. <laughs> yeah. It was still one goddamn good drink. I, so yeah, bet. Yeah. Don't stress. But oh, I'm saying this because if you do see it on the menu, right, anywhere, don't feel like you're being a, you know, PIA, pain in the ass, to uh, order one. Like, order the drink. If it's on the menu, they should make it for you. And anybody who grumbles about it, you know what? Don't be a bartender. Right. Period. Or don't have it on the menu. Yeah. Right. Or don't have it on the menu. Two things. Now, don't go off the menu and order one. Like, oh, do you guys have orange flower water? Oh, do you have uh, cream? Oh, do you have... And like, they're going to be like, dude, I don't want to make that cocktail. Right. Okay? So just let's stay in your lane here, pal. Yeah. But if they got it on the menu, order it yeah. for Pete's sakes. And I always ask yeah. the, I, you know, I always ask, I'm like, hey, you guys do a Ramos Gin Fizz. Like, uh, do you, is that always been on the menu? Or, and and then when you get them talking about it, like, oh yeah, we look like, these are delicious here. You, you got, if you like a Gin Fizz, you got to try it. Like there is something to be said about if someone's going to make it and you like the Ramos Gin Fizz, I mean, I, I order it, order it when you can, right? I don't know. I, I like to order these when they're totally. on the menu because they are rare. You don't see them all the time on the menu. My Instagram it's not often that I direct people back to my Instagram. Hey, cigars and vino. Hey, now. I've got <laughs> a gin fizz that I made and I put in a double rocks glass. And then I put a, like a large cube of clear ice inside the double rocks glass just to create volume. And I poured a gin fizz mm-hmm. into that double rocks glass. And that gin fizz, I shook that thing for 30 seconds. It looks like a dream. Mm-hmm. It really does. So, I mean, this drink doesn't have to be something that you got to go and play your neighbors and create a lineup of shaker boys right. to, uh, to make. This right. is like so, so within a 30 second minute window. Just, just the thing is you got to shake it hard. That's it. Yeah. You just got to really shake it hard. That's shake it, it like Boom. your mom made. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So there you go. That's the full circle, right? So we, we started out in New Orleans and it ended up at the Roosevelt Hotel. Today, if you want one, go to New Orleans, go to the Roosevelt Hotel and go to the Sazerac Bar inside the Roosevelt Hotel. Get us a great Sazerac BS. Get a great Ramos Gin Fizz there. And I see you pointing that's it. at me, That's Brad. Henry. That's Huey. <laughs> and boom. What's that? You're, I see you pointing at me like, you got to go. I will. Oh, my God. I will. Dude. Yeah. It's on my list. For sure. I'm trying to go to- So many uh, great things to do. You know, they have a Tales of the Cocktail event in New Orleans every summer. It's a good excuse. Huh, field trip. Yeah. That's what I'm hearing. Field trip. <laughs> yeah. Awesome. Yes. Well, okay, Brad, I actually I actually have some tips for this one that I think I can help. Unlike the French 75 last time, I think I have some insight that might be helpful. And it might not be. It might be a mess again. But you know what? Let's, let's find out together. <laughs> okay, here we go. All right, Uncle Brad, I'm going to try to hit people with some tips and hopefully keep it in line this time. All right, let's do it. Okay, so a lot of people are thinking alcohol, dairy, what, doesn't that curdle? And Brad, you kind of talked about curdling in this episode as well. And let me just say, I hate the word curdle. I just, there's something about, it's just- It's they're like loaf. Oh, moist. Yeah. Curdle, moist, loaf, yeah. Mm. It just like hurts my ears. So <laughs> anyway, let's let's talk about dairy Girl. in cocktails because I use it a lot, anywhere from heavy cream to even Greek yogurt to coconut milk. And so I want to talk about how you can use dairy in your cocktails because I feel like the main concern that I get is Jules, it's alcohol, it's it's citrus juice. Isn't that gonna curdle? And 
Well, yeah, sometimes it will curdle and it depends on what you're using. From my research and my understanding is the reason why it curdles is because the dairy products that you're using with the addition of acid creates that curdling sensation. It doesn't make it bad necessarily. I've had drinks curdle and it still tasted great. The only thing that you can run into is like chunks in your drink and and it can get messy. Don't get me wrong. A little curdle never hurt nobody. But I will say from my understanding and I, you know, I'm not a science person and, and this has a lot to do with science, but it has to do with the pH value when the milk and alcohol and acid mixes together. So it lowers the pH value of the dairy itself. And when it gets too low, that's when it starts to separate and curdle. So one of the ways that you can actually avoid this, and this is kind of goes along with the tip, heavy cream. One of the ways to avoid this is the fat content. It's one of the reasons why coconut works so well is because coconut is such a high fat dairy alternative. Hmm. I don't know. I've used almond milk before and it it curdles almost instantly. It curdles in my in my coffee. And by the way, translation for those of you who aren't on the on the West Coast, almond is almond. <laughs> almond? <laughs> that's the thing. Yeah, no, that's a that's a very much that's a your family like How your do you area say it? type of thing. Almond. There's an L in there. What do I say? You say almond. Almond? Almond. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> okay, do you um, say star anise or star anise? That depends upon who I'm talking to. Okay, all right. Uh, tomato, tomato. <laughs> but. No, but, listen, hey, look, I'm sorry. I didn't mean to call you. I think you can call still call it almond. I, I like it. I st- keep saying almond. I just al- almond. But, you know, we say bought up here in Minnesota. Oh. Well. You say. Yeah, you guys bought. have your own quirks. Hey. Well, don't be the first one to throw a stone at a glass house, huh? Oh, yeah. Okay. <laughs> I don't mean to stop you then. All right. Back okay. at the story, okay. Where's the tips? But I will say that I think when using dairy in your cocktails, one of the things that I have found is is two. And we talked about the one, fat content. So use your heavy creams. Use creme fraiche if you can, and you don't want to use heavy cream. Ooh. Creme fraiche is great. But again, you, you want that high fat content. So half and half sometimes works, and it depends... Again, this is where science really comes into play. It depends on the other ingredients that you're using. If you're not using a lot of cream, it won't curdle. But if you're using more cream, then it's going to decrease. So again, just play with it. If it curdles, it's not the end of the world, unless it's you can't drink it because it's a little, a little rough. But my second tip is, and I've, I've found this, is if you add it last... If you add it last right before you're going to shake, that kind of helps to incorporate it a lot better rather mm-hmm. than letting totally. it sit at the bottom and then you add everything and it's just sitting there and cooking, right? So those are my yeah, two tips. Yeah, the acid cooks. Yeah, yep, it, yep. it does. Yeah, like ceviche, right? Raw fish. Yeah. If you put ceviche in a bowl and you throw lime juice on there, the lime juice will cook the fish. Totally. So. But yeah. I don't know if that's the right phrase to use with the, milk, the dairy, but yeah. It, but it's true. I'm, I'm picking up what you're laying down for a science and, person. And that's why when you have clarification and that clarification process with dairy, that's why <sighs> it, it curdles and you want that because it acts as a filtration system. But you have to have enough of it and you have to have enough acid on the other end in order for that curdling process to happen. I know you've got a clarified riff coming here. Oh, at some point, right? it has to, right? Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Right. So anyway, oh, those yeah. and I think Sounds the so good. The best tip of the day, <laughs> don't be scared to use dairy and eggs in your cocktails. 
It is a science, but if you follow the recipes for the most part, you'll be good. And it tastes really good. Don't be scared of it because you're scared of dairy and alcohol together. If you see it in a recipe and we're talking about it, you gotta know it's good. Hey, look, alcohol belongs with everything. Why would dairy be any different? Just don't overcomplicate it. Just follow the recipe and don't worry about it. Don't worry about it. Don't worry about it. There you go. There's your tip. The tip, don't worry about it. (laughs) Tip, don't worry about it. Done. Cut. Wrap. That's a wrap. That's it. Uncle Brad. Cheers, Jules. And thank you, everyone, for listening to the show. Don't worry. We will have the photos and recipes for today's cocktails on the website, joinjules.com. And if you got questions or comments for us, hit us up on the Insta at The Art of Drinking Podcast. And of course, find Jules at Join Jules or Cigars and Vino. That's me also on the Insta. Subscribe to my cocktail club on Facebook. All you'll need to do is search Join Jewels Cocktail Club, and there you'll see what other cocktail enthusiasts are shaking up. This is a Red Rock Music Podcast. Don't forget, subscribe, like, and review The Art of Drinking with Join Jewels and your favorite uncle wherever you get your podcasts.